1: Get ready, Padres fans. It's time for the Eco-Water SoCal Padres Pre-Game Show
2: on the Padres Radio Network. 11th strikeout of the day for Joel Musgrove.
1: That is a new season high. Coming up, our recap of the previous Padres game. Today's pitching preview. Our keys to the game. And we'll hear from manager Bob Melvin from the Padres Radio Network. Here's Sam Levitt.
0: San Diego Padres baseball coming up on 97.3 the fan and the Padres radio network. Today the Padres take on the Colorado Rockies in the final game of a four-game series. Our starting pitching matchup today on the mound for the Rockies left-hander Austin Gomber and on the mound for the Padres right-hander Seth Lugo. Hi good everyone Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Welcome into our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show. A lot to do in our pre game show today. We'll hear from Padres reliever Brent Honeywell. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Take a look at our starting pitching matchup between Austin Gomber and Seth Lugo, out-of-town scoreboard and much, much more to come. As we get started here this afternoon in downtown San Diego, let's set the table for today's game brought to you by Frazier Farms Market. Set your table with the highest quality of natural and organic products. A San Diego original since 1971 with three locations. La Mesa Vista and Oceanside the Padres come into today's game one and two on this very young 2023 season the Rockies meanwhile at two and one the Rockies winning the first two games of this series on Thursday and Friday and the Padres responding with a nice win in yesterday's game speaking of yesterday let's take a listen back to yesterday's ball game with our Padres Rewind
1: how did the Padres fare in their last game? Let's take a look back. That takes me back. With our Padres Rewind, presented by Hamul Casino. With thrilling slots and tables and all the best rewards, Hamul Casino has all the fun you're looking for. Hamul Casino, fun above all else.
0: With a runner on base against Rocky starter Jose Ureña in the first inning, it was
2: Xander Bogarts at the plate. One and one the count. Urania will deal. Pitch to Bogarts. Hit in the air to deep left field. You can forget it. Bryant turns around. This one. going to go. First home run of the year for the Padres is the first for Xander. Bogarts in the brown and gold. And it's 2-0. San Diego in the first. It was
0: 2-0 San Diego after one. Michael Waka got off to a good start in his outing, three scoreless innings to begin his night. The Padres struck again in the bottom half of the third. Juan Soto walked to start the frame. Then a one-out single from Jake Cronenworth sent Soto to third.
2: Matt Carpenter was next. He does run, the 3-2 pitch, is lined fair down the right field line, headed towards the corner. Soto's going to score easily. Cronenworth being waved. He's going to score easily. Carpenter in a second, a two-run double, and a 4 nothing Padre
0: lead. After a scoreless fourth inning, the Rockies scratched across a run in the fifth to make it 4-1. The Padres got that run right back in the fifth inning. A sack fly from Luis Campusano made it 5-1. But the Rockies responded in the sixth inning. Michael Waka walked Chris Bryant to start the frame. Charlie Blackman then doubled to drive Bryant home. It was a 5-2 game. C.J. Crone, who had two home runs on opening night here
2: in San Diego, was next. First pitch from Waka. swung on, hit really well out to very deep left field. Soto goes back, he's not going to have a play. This thing is way out of here, into the second deck, almost all the way out to that landing underneath the video board. A long home run for C.J. Krohn, his third of the series, a two-run shot, and all of a sudden, it is a one-run game here in the sixth inning.
0: Despite allowing another base runner, Waco was able to get out of the inning with the score still 5-4, the Padres in front. In the bottom half of the sixth inning, the Padres answered. Jose Azokar doubled to start the inning. He was at third base with one out. Manny Machado at the plate.
2: 1-2 pitch, reach 4, and line into left field, a base hit for Manny Machado. RBI single for Manny. And a 6-4 Padre lead in the sixth. Stephen Wilson a
0: scoreless seventh inning. Tim Hill a scoreless eighth inning. In the bottom half of the eighth inning, it was Juan Soto at the plate with runners on second and third, still looking for his very first hit of
2: the year. Lamet will kick and deal, and a pitch hit hard on the ground up the middle into center field, and a base hit for Soto. Odor has scored, Azokar right behind him. A two-run single for Juan Soto, and now an eight-to-four
0: Padre lead in the eighth. Now a save situation in the ninth inning, but Josh Hader still came on. He put on the finishing touch to the Padres' very first win of the year.
2: One and two pitch on the way. Diaz swing, sends it in the air, straight away center field. Trent Grisham going back on it, gets underneath of it, reaches up to make the catch, and the ball game is over. For the first time this year, the Pods a dub and a nice one, 8-4 over the Rockies here tonight. They picked apart Jose Ureña, and they would just add on as the night went on. Michael Waka, six solid, and the Pods take down the Rocks 8-4 to here on a Saturday night at Petco Park.
0: And now in the final game of this four-game series, the Padres look for a series split. The Rockies, meanwhile, looking for a series win. As we get ready for first pitch coming up at 1-10 here at Petco Park, let's go out to the Padres'
1: radio booth and check in with Tony Gwynn Jr. Let's go inside the broadcast booth for an inside perspective from Tony Gwynn Jr. on today's matchup in our game preview. Brought to you by A Garage Door and Gate Store. Custom ornamental driveway and pedestrian gates. And, of course, garage doors. Visit A agaragedoorandgatestore.com. We go down the way here at Petco Park
0: inside the Padres radio booth. We're joined right now by Tony Gwynn Jr. And, Tony, before we get to any baseball, we got to talk about the Aztecs. Seeing your reaction (laughs) to that final shot was just outstanding. I'm so glad that the TV cameras were on you. The shot was just moments before you and Jesse came on air. Can you take us back through the scene inside the booth as the final minutes, seconds of that game is playing out?
3: Yeah, I could take you through it. It was uh, it was nerve wracking to say the least. Um, but when FAU came out of that timeout, you just felt good about the Aztecs being able to set up half court. They get the the block by a rope, and then from there, you know, I'm not gonna lie. When 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 Butler comes down and he gets to the corner and he looks back out, there's a set of a, a little bit of panic that set in. But to his credit, he didn't panic at all. Saw the clock, took the shot, and the rest is is me just yelling my brain out yesterday. <laughs> I, I, my head was hurting so bad by the fifth inning yesterday that by the time I got home, I just laid in the dark. But uh, it, was, it was well worth it at the end of the day.
0: Well, so good to see what the Aztecs did. It was awesome to see your reaction. I got to know, did you know the camera was on you at that time, or uh, did you not know that until you saw the video after?
3: I had no idea the camera was on me at the time, <laughs> uh, but it, it didn't matter. I, you were gonna in that type of situation, you're gonna get the, the real reaction no matter what. Camera on, camera
0: off. Yeah, it was uh, an amazing moment here in San Diego and at Petco Park as well to see the reaction from everybody. Let's talk about baseball. Very nice win for the Padres last night. The offense really coming to life. Eight runs on ten hits. Xander Bogarts continues to do great things in his very early Padres career. Your takeaway from the Padres offense last night?
3: I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of what we expected, right? Um, this is a ball club that has an explosive lineup. And, you know, it's baseball. So the first two days, it didn't it didn't go well. They didn't swing the bats well runners in scoring position. Um, and, you know, I think guys are just kind of finding their way through regular season. It's a good example that most of the time spring training does not just carry over uh, into mm-hmm. the season. Whether good to bad or bad to good, it just doesn't work that way. And yesterday it seemed like the lineup kind of started putting it together. We saw more walks than we had seen the previous two days. And if you go back to last year, that was one of the things that they did well as an offense. They worked counts. They found their ways on base. And then, you know, the opportunities were there to score runs. And yesterday they took it full advantage of that, and it was started uh, by Xander Bogart.
0: And certainly that patient approach is something we saw yesterday. It's something Bob Melvin talked about after the game as well. Right-hander Seth Lugo making his Padres debut today. Tony, what are you looking for from Lugo today?
1: Very
3: much in the same way that we saw Michael Walker perform yesterday, his his spring training kind of simulated what we saw in yesterday's game, and I think the same thing will go with Seth Lugo. Uh, he pitched tremendous throughout spring. There was there's just a workmanlike attitude about the way he goes about pitching, and you know, once again, much like Walker, not looking for the punch out. He wants you to put it in play soft, and um, I, I think he's gonna I, I think he's gonna do well where he's positioned at in this rotation, and today's the first day, first look we get at him.
0: With Lugo, he uses his curveball a lot. We know that. He spins it extremely well. If, if you're the middle of that Rockies lineup, which has done a lot of damage, how are, are you approaching somebody like Seth Lugo in a starting role?
3: Well, the, the tough part about Seth is, yeah, he spins it a lot, but he's kind of a technician when it comes to you know, commanding the baseball. Um, he, he, the sequencing is going to be different every at bat so I think the the situation a lot of times will dictate how, how you attack attack a guy like yeah. Seth Lugo um, but for the most part you know that that breaking ball is his best secondary pitch now he's got other weapons in that repertoire that I think he's excited to use as a starter maybe he wasn't allowed or couldn't get to some of those that repertoire out of the bullpen so uh, for the guys who've been seeing them over the last couple of years especially out of bullpen this may be a completely different look than what they're used to seeing
0: Yeah, and I'm excited to see uh, the slider from Lugo as well. It's something he talked about a lot during spring, that slider he was working on. So Seth Lugo making the start for the Padres. Austin Gomber on the mound for Colorado. Tony Gwynn Jr. joining us from the Padres radio booth. Tony, again, congratulations on the Aztecs win. You have one day off here and then tomorrow (laughs) where uh, you're going to try to call a game and I suppose watch that championship game at the same time. Have How much thought have we had about this tomorrow?
3: Oh, we've been having <laughs> a lot of thoughts about it over the last two weeks, quite frankly. Once I found out that a national championship game would land on a Monday, which is a night game for the Padres, it's, it's been in the works. I, all right. I can tell you is that you guys all should uh, hope that Jesse's on his
0: game because I certainly <laughs> won't be on mine. All right. I love it. Should be a lot of fun. Tony, as always, thanks so much. No problem. All right, Tony Gwynn Jr. joining us from the Padres radio booth. I- I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of people are going to be watching the Aztecs game tomorrow, and rightfully so, but, I mean, it's almost must-listen radio to the Padres game as well because uh, you, you got to hear how Tony and Jesse navigate this tomorrow. I mean, really, uh, with... The Padres game going on, and let's be honest, every game's important, but it's a Monday night game in April, and the Aztecs playing their biggest game ever in the national championship game. They have a chance to win a national title with one more win over UConn, and uh, Aztec for life, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. uh, certainly uh, will be watching that national championship game while somehow trying to call a baseball game. So it's going to be very interesting and fun around here tomorrow evening as the Padres take on the Diamondbacks. But first things first, the Padres taking on the Colorado Rockies coming up at 110. When we come back, we'll hear some of the comments from last night from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Plus, we have much more coming up as well. Our EcoWater Water SoCal Padres pregame show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network as the Padres take on the Colorado Rockies here at Petco Park. Coming up at one ten PM. Sam Levitt with you inside the Loft here at the Western Metal Building in downtown San Diego. A beautiful, beautiful day for baseball sun is shining fans are filing in should be uh, a wonderful afternoon hopefully the Padres can get a series split here today against the Colorado Rockies left-hander Austin Gomber on the mound for Colorado and right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for San Diego a Sunday which means no pre-game media availability for Padres manager Bob Melvin so let's take a listen back to some of the comments that Bob Melvin made last night after the Padres eight to four Win over Colorado.
1: Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Lee Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian Resource.
0: One thing the Padres did last night was that they scored first and took an early lead. They would never relinquish that lead. Here was Bob Melvin last night on scoring first in yesterday's game and the offense waking
4: up. And that's what they've been doing to us, scoring first the last couple games and, you know, just put you on the run a little bit, even though we feel like offensively we should be able to respond to that. It was nice to get, you know, it <laughs> makes it out. Brian gets a hit for the third game in a row, and it feels like. You know, let's get out of first inning without a run. So, good job for Michael getting out of that inning and then to score two. You know, in a homer like that, really was jump started us and felt pretty good. Just to stick with the offense for a moment, great to see Carpenter chime in and also yep. Juan getting the hit to get things going. Also, that's a big hit right there. You know, I mean, two to four uh, is a big deal. So, you know, the way we've been we've been going offensively. You know, even though we scored some runs leading up to that it was big for us to get some hits with runners in scoring positions the first two games we were not very good at that.
0: Bob Melvin also asked about if the Padres had longer more patient at bats last night than the previous two games.
4: We did you know and when you you know you lose a couple games typically it goes the other way you know where you're trying to do too much and you're trying to swing early in the count we have a lot of guys here that you know, are looking to be aggressive, but also have a chance, you know, to make sure that's in the spot where they want it. So, I mean, you don't go up there passively, you know, look at Grish, you know, last year compared to this year, he's going up there looking to do some damage and looking to swing. And if it's not there, then you lay off it. So we did, we made him work a little bit uh, more tonight. What we have? Eight walks. So, you know, that, that was key for us.
0: So that was Bob Melvin talking about the Padres' patient at-batch yesterday. Michael Waka yesterday, when six innings, four runs given up, picked up the win. His first five innings were really, really good. Allowed just one run, then gave up three more runs in the sixth inning in a span of three batters. A walk to Bryant, RBI double for Blackman, and then Crone with the two-run home run. So Waka really, for the most part, was very good yesterday. Here was Bob Melvin on Michael Waka's
4: performance. You know, he feels like really the, the worst pitch he made was probably the pitch to Crone, uh, And that, you know, obviously tightened the game up pretty quickly, but still looked like his stuff was good enough to finish the six, which was big for us too. Um, you know, and I think his first time out to be able to get through six and not have to come out in the middle of the inning was, was key for him. He reached back and got got a couple outs when he needed to. So all in all, you know, good game for him, less probably one pitch.
2: What you got from Martinez and Walker the last couple nights, if those are your whatever, four or five guys, right. what does that do for you?
4: It, it does a lot. So, you know, we're, we're using three guys to finish a game, and this time of year, if you can get six out of a starter, that's good. You get seven out of a starter, that's a bonus. You really don't even envision, you know, being in that position. But the day before, you know, we kind of pushed Nick just a little bit more than we usually do, but he was up for it.
0: I mentioned that sixth inning, Michael Wacha giving up those three runs, but he did a really good job after that. Getting out of further trouble because after the home run by Crone, the tying run was on, and Ryan McMahon he doubled, so he was on second base with nobody out. And then Waka bounced back to retire the next three batters in a row. Here was Bob Melvin on Waka getting out of the sixth inning after giving up those three quick runs.
4: Yeah, now look, you got to dig deep there. I mean, you know, it's you're getting, you know, at the, at the beginning, I think it looked fine as far as pitch counts, and next thing you know, you know, he's at 83 when he ended up. And we're probably looking anywhere between 80 and 90 for our starters right now. So the last few pitches, you know, especially when it's all of a sudden it's a one-run game, that definitely gets your attention. You have to push, push it a little bit harder. But, you know, got us a couple couple big outs. It was going to be his last guy because we are going to bring in Hill for Blackman either way. But, you know, you, you, you're working pretty hard there at the end, and it was good to see. Here was
0: Bob Melvin on his impressions of Xander Bogart so far. Bogarts had the home run yesterday, hitting 500 through three games to begin his Padres career. Here was Bob
2: on Bogarts. The way he plays the game. Anything stand out to you early about his his demeanor? He can really hit.
4: I know that. So and, and he and he likes to hit in different spots in the lineup too. I know it. It's looked we, we've fluctuated a little bit here, early on, and you like to have some stability with our guys, but. We're trying to find it a little bit and what the lineup is going to be with, with left and right. And, you know, it'll probably be a little bit more stable when, when Toddy comes back. Um, but the fact that these guys don't mind hitting different spots. Manny was all about two hole a day. Juan was fine with three. Xander's moved around a little bit. So, you know, we're still trying to find the, the, the right dynamic, you know, the right recipe for, for both left and right.
0: And finally, here was Bob Melvin on how it feels facing the Rockies'
4: C.J. Crone, right now. How does he feel? He feels really dangerous as he has for us basically for a year plus now. So, you know, you look at his numbers and it, it's the right-handed pitching is where he does a lot of the damage. You know, it's a little bit lower against left, so we were fine with, you know, with Hill on him there, but you still, you know, have a little lump in your throat when, when he's up based on the fact that he started out so hot.
0: And I'll have plenty more numbers on C.J. Crone, Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant coming up later in our pregame coverage just to give you an idea of how good those guys have been not just uh, in the first three games of this season but against the Padres over the last uh, handful of years. As we get ready for the Padres and Rockies coming up at 110, let's take a look now at who's hot, who's not.
1: Which player is locked in at the plate? Who needs to get things in gear? This is Who's Hot, Who's Not. Presented by Big Green Egg, the ultimate cooking experience.
0: We take a look at who's hot. Xander Bogart's 5 for 10 with a home run, two doubles to begin his Padres career. He has been terrific. C.J. Crone for the Rockies, 7 for 11, three home runs, two doubles, and seven RBIs so far this season. Charlie Blackman, 6 for 12, a home run, two doubles, and three RBIs. Chris Bryant also five for 12 so those four players making up the hot list today the not list and again i've said it the first three nights of the season i'll say it again here Take it with a grain of salt because it is so early, but we'll put Jake Cronenworth, unfortunately, on the not list. He did have a base hit last night, but Jake is just one for 11 to begin the season. So that is who's hot, who's not, as we get ready for this series finale between the Padres and the Rockies. Now let's go around the horn, take a look at some of the headlines from around Major
1: League Baseball. What's the latest information you need to know in the world of Major League Baseball? Let's take you around the horn. Presented by SD Tattoo. Impressive tattoos and custom designs. Whether you're a first-timer or a lifer, they have the artists to see your vision through. Schedule now at sandiegotattooshop.com.
0: Yesterday, the Angels exploded for an 11-run inning en route to a 13-1 victory in Oakland. They sent 14 batters to the plate in the third, the team's first 11-run inning since 2016. A tough blow for the Mariners yesterday, Seattle placed former Cy Young Award winner Robbie Ray on the 15-day IL with a left flexor strain. That's after he struggled on Friday and walked five batters, also had a dip in velocity. Ray will be shut down for two weeks, and then be reevaluated. Sounds like the best case scenario. It should be four to six weeks until Ray returns. We talked about Nelson Cruz being the oldest position player in the big leagues. Well, how about the oldest pitcher? That's 43-year-old Rich Hill. Hill made his season debut with the Pirates yesterday, giving up three runs in five innings with seven strikeouts. Pirates lost to the Reds six to two. Hill recorded his 13 or his 1300th strikeout of his career in that game. Hill in the midst now of his 19th Major League season. And also a note from L.A. last night, a big game for Trace Thompson. Thompson hit three home runs in the Dodgers' 10-1 win against the Diamondbacks at Dodger Stadium. And that's a look at Around the Horn, our headlines from around Major League Baseball yesterday. And we'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit. When we come back on our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show, we'll take a look at our injury report. We also have our keys to the game, what to watch for, a look at this pitching matchup between Austin Gomber and Seth Lugo. And when we come back, I had a one on one conversation with new Padres reliever Brent Honeywell. Really good conversation with brent about his career his journey to the to this point being in san diego making this opening day roster definitely want to stay tuned for that conversation with brent honeywell all that and more coming up when we come back as we get ready for padres baseball on this beautiful sunday afternoon at petco park our pregame coverage continues when we come back on the padres radio network Welcome back to the Eco-Water SoCal Padres pregame show on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres radio network, your water perfected. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. First pitch coming up at 110 between the Padres and the Colorado Rockies. The series finale in this four-game set, the Padres looking for a series split.
1: Let's take a look at our injury report on this Sunday. Who's in? Who's out? This is the Bada Fulkerson Injury Report, presented by San Diego's Bulldog injury attorneys, who hope you're never in an accident. But if you are, make Bada Fulkerson the first call you make. Hit him up 24-7 at BadaFulkerson.com.
0: First, an update on Joe Musgrove, his start yesterday in Arizona against minor leaguers. Five innings, 71 pitches should start this week for AAA El Paso. That would put Joe to return at the earliest on April 11th, most likely. But we've heard from Bob Melvin, it's probably more likely to be April 16th, but a good update on Joe Musgrove as he made a start in Arizona against minor leaguers yesterday. As we said yesterday, Robert Suarez has started throwing again on flat ground. He's on the IL with elbow inflammation. Padres have said they're not going to rush him back, but he is on the comeback trail with his throwing progression underway. And finally, Drew Pomerantz also threw live batting practice on Friday in Peoria. Kevin Acey of the San Diego Union Tribune reporting that he'll likely throw another before starting a rehab assignment. So good updates on Pomeran, Suarez, and Musgrove. Well, earlier today in the Padres Clubhouse, I had a chat with Brent Honeywell, one of the newest Padres relievers. He did a very nice job in spring training, making the ball club out of spring. And for Honeywell, I mean, you you look at his career, a a high draft pick by the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in 2014, spent 2014 to 2021 with tampa bay made his major league debut in 21 with tampa bay dealt with a number of injuries Uh, then went to oakland and uh, has really dealt with a lot a lot of injuries and finally made his way to uh, san diego and now has an opportunity in the brown and gold here was my conversation with brent honeywell when you walked in the clubhouse here in san diego saw your jersey hanging up number 45 honeywell on it I mean, what were the emotions after finding out you made this team?
5: Uh, First off, it was, you know, something that I've worked for my whole life. Then uh, just going, it's like the elephant that everybody talks about, you know, going through what I went through and all that. Um, it made it a little sweeter, but I think the biggest thing is, is I'm a part of something that we're all looking to do in here, and it's win the World Series. I mean, that's what I want to do. Uh, I know that's what everybody in here wants to do. Um, this is a hell of a ball club, and this is a special team to be on and be a part of. So there were was, was some emotions, but uh, now it's time to win some ball games.
0: So it sounds like not only for you personally, just making the team was a big deal, but this team in particular, a team that has these kinds of aspirations I mean it it really had an impact on you I I suppose in spring training and and here to opening day
5: yeah it sure did I mean anytime you can be a part of a club like this it's you know you you definitely I mean obviously you want to make the team everywhere but you know you can you can kind of find out who you are when you walk around a clubhouse like this too Uh, especially being out of it for as long as I was but it's it's definitely a good thing to be here.
0: What have you noticed about this clubhouse, this team? Obviously, there's a lot of star power, there's high expectations, but personally for you the last couple of months through spring training, what did you notice about this group?
5: Uh, that everybody's here to kind of get one thing done and one thing only and it's win ball win baseball games. I mean like I said, you know you can't stress enough you got guys like you you got guys like Mandy Jake. You know, Xander, <clears throat> Trent Grisham. It's like you know, being a part of something like that. Joe Musgrove, Timmy. It's like you got. You can be a part of something pretty special, especially with that, just that core group of dudes. is like you know, it's 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 either a fun night or we're we're winning baseball games. You know what I mean? So we're everybody's got a great relationship in here. I was welcomed as soon as I walked through that door after signing, and it just made me comfortable. And this is this is something that this is something that I've dreamed about since I was young.
0: We're joined right now by Brent Honeywell here on the Padres Radio Network as we get ready for today's game between the Padres and the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your journey to this point, Uh, obviously uh, dealing with some injuries coming over uh, from Tampa Bay where uh, you were originally drafted. When you think about this journey, I mean, uh, what are the emotions that come to mind?
5: It took me some hard work. It took a lot of people to invest some serious time into what I was and what I was going through, training staffs everywhere, you know, it took doctors, it took all kinds of stuff, and it, I mean, honestly, it took a little bit more than I thought it would take, and, you know, it wasn't something, you know, that I bit off something too much that I could chew, it wasn't anything like that, it was just, you know, I know for a fact that I'm a major league caliber player and that I just wanted to continue playing until I can't do it anymore, so that's kind of where I'm at.
0: As far as your stuff uh, coming into opening day, whenever this first appearance comes, uh, what do you like about your stuff right now?
5: Uh, I'm creating a little bit of swing and miss with it now. Um, it's just getting better. I think I think the biggest thing with the, the worst part about what I went through is I knew it would take an extended amount of time. So like an extended amount of time to, to really get get your stuff back a little bit be comfortable going out there throwing the ball you know not worrying about you know how I'm feeling I mean you know worry about it but there's a difference between worrying about it and knowing you're going to be ready and available for the next couple of days so that's just kind of where I was at you know I was I'd pick up a ball once and I wouldn't necessarily be ready to rock and roll until that fourth fifth day and it's like I can't do that if I'm going to be if they need me every second day maybe even a back to back or something like that, like I can't, I couldn't do that. That's not being healthy. And I just thought it would go away one day, but it just, it took me some time. It took me to, to kind of hit my timing a little bit, going to the Dominican. All
0: right, that was uh, Brent Honeywell uh, joining us. Um Uh, from uh, the Padres Clubhouse. Didn't quite have time to have the uh, full conversation with Brent Honeywell, but a good opportunity uh, to uh, plug uh, the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast feed where you can hear all my pregame segments and my uh, postgame segments as well, full postgame shows, and uh, we already put the full brent honeywell pregame interview on that inside san diego baseball podcast feed available on the odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast so hear the full conversation there there was more good stuff in that interview with brent honeywell big thanks to brent uh for joining us uh, uh here uh, earlier today let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard around the majors on this sunday
1: Let's go around Major League Baseball And take a look at the scores you need to know From across the country This is the Out of Town Scoreboard Presented by Jensen Meat Where great taste meets integrity Locally produced in San Diego since 1958
0: we take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. The Mets beating the Marlins 5-1 in Miami in the seventh inning. The Rays beating the Tigers 5-0 in the eighth inning in Tampa Bay. Nationals over the Braves 4-1 in D.C. in the eighth inning. Red Sox beating the Orioles 6-5 in the seventh inning in Boston. Yankees beating the Giants 4-0 in the seventh inning in New York. The Reds beating the Pirates 3-1 in the seventh inning in Cincinnati. White Sox beating the Astros 1-0 in Houston in the fifth inning. Twins beating the Royals 2-1 in Kansas City in the sixth inning. Cardinals beating the Blue Jays 9-3 in the fifth inning in St. Louis. Brewers over the Cubs 3-2 right now in the fifth inning in Chicago. And games coming up in a little bit. The Angels at the A's at 107. Diamondbacks at the Dodgers at one ten, Guardians the Mariners at one ten, and the Phillies at the Rangers Sunday night baseball at four PM. And that's a look at the out of town scoreboard on this Sunday. Now let's tell you our keys to the game.
1: How are the Padres going to unlock a win today? These are the keys to the game. Presented by Premier Chevrolet, a different kind of dealer who's a solid community partner providing excellent service. Joe Musgrove's choice is Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Chevrolet, find new roads.
0: We take a look at our keys to the game. Key number one, runners in scoring position. The Padres were 0 for 16 with runners in scoring position to begin the year over two games. But last night, the hits started coming in those situations. Padres went 4 for 11 with runners in scoring position. We'll see if they can continue that success here today key number two patience at the plate three walks in the first two games for san diego but the padres drew eight walks last night a big part of the reason the padres scored eight runs on 10 hits key number three juan soto last night his two-run single in the eighth inning gave the padres some breathing room made it a four-run lead was that what he needed to get going hopefully that was juan soto's first hit of the season we'll see if that propels soto here on this sunday And finally, key number four, slow down Charlie Blackman and C.J. Crone. Blackman has reached base in eight of his first 14 plate appearances to begin the year. Eight hits already. Blackman is batting. How about this? 311 with 34 home runs, 99 RBIs in 176 games against the Padres' lifetime. So he's got more than a full season worth of games against the Padres, and he's a 311 hitter. I mean, those are like MVP type numbers cj crone you got to slow him down too three home runs seven rbis through three games to begin the year crone is batting 402 with eight home runs 24 rbis over his last 22 games against san diego so slowing down blackman and crone and bryant in the middle of that order as well a big key in today's game for san diego and that's us look at our keys to the game when we come back on Rico Water, SoCal Padres pregame show, we'll take a look at what to watch for in today's game and also take a look at this pitching matchup between Seth Lugo and Austin Gomber. Our pregame coverage continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. <laughs> Right, our water water SoCal Padres pregame show continues from Petco Park as we get ready for the Padres and the Colorado Rockies coming up at 1.10. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building on this beautiful Sunday afternoon in downtown San Diego. Today is a military Sunday. The San Diego County Toyota dealers are proud partners of the Padres and supporters of the San Diego community. And we would like to especially recognize and honor the men and women who serve our country on this military Sunday. Thank you and go Padres. Let's
1: tell you what to watch for in today's game. What's the one thing you need to be on the lookout for in today's game? This is What to Watch For, brought to you by Genesis Home Improvements. What to watch for when hiring a home remodeling service is making sure they're licensed, bonded, and insured. Genesis Home Improvements is that and more. Specializing in exterior painting, roof replacements, and vinyl windows. Visit GenesisHomeImprovementsSD.com to request a custom quote today.
0: What to watch for in today's game, the elements of Seth Lugo's game lugo against lefties last season an opponent batting average of 167 that was the 12th best mark in the major leagues also with seth lugo something we talked about earlier his curveball is really really good his curveball ranked in the 99th percentile in spin rate last season and opponents hit just 159 against the pitch so certainly take a look at that seth lugo curveball today what to watch for item number two jerks and profar is back at petco park making his rockies debut playing left field and leading off today he signed a one-year deal with the rockies a couple of weeks ago after spending three seasons in san diego so the return of jerks and profar to san diego and that's a look at what to watch for between the padres and the rockies on this sunday now let's take a look at our pitching matchup between austin gomber
1: and seth lugo Let's take a look at who's on the mound today with our starting pitching preview. Presented by Home Turf. Save time and water with pet-friendly, always green grass. And get a free consultation by calling the team at Home Turf at 888 4 sd or go to sdhometurf.com.
0: Right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres, 33 years old, making his debut in the Brown and Gold. In 2022 with the New York Mets, he went 3-2 at 3-6 OERA, 1-1-7 whip, 62 appearances out of the bullpen, 65 innings, 58 hits, 69 strikeouts, and he walked 18. Today will be Lugo's first start since the 2020 season when he made seven starts out of his 16 total appearances during that shortened year. As a starter in his career, Lugo has a 4-3-5 ERA in 38 career starts. Against the Rockies, nine appearances in his career, two starts, a 3-0-4 ERA in 23-plus innings. That big trio of Chris Bryant, Charlie Blackman, and CJ Krohn 6 for 20 with no home runs against Seth Lugo. So relatively for those three pretty good numbers for Lugo against them. The arsenal for Seth Lugo as we said, he throws that curveball a lot. He'll throw it 34% of the time, or at least that's what he did last year. Also a four-seam fastball, sinker, slider, and a changeup for Seth Lugo. Meanwhile, on the mound for the Rockies, left-hander Austin Gomber, 29 years old, Entering his fifth MLB season, Gomber in 2022 in five and 5-7 of five-five-six ERA, 33 appearances, 17 starts in 124-plus innings. One start in two relief appearances against the Padres in 2022. He was good against San Diego, allowing just one run in nine-plus innings total. Last year some interesting numbers against lefties and righties. Lefties batted just 221 against them, but righties batted 304. So look out for those righty Padres hitters today. The Padres with success against Gomber, the guy who really stands out, Ha-Sung Kim. Five for nine with five doubles against Austin Gomber. Kim is playing second base and batting sixth in the Padres lineup today. The arsenal for the left-hander Austin Gomber, a fastball slider, curveball, and a changeup. And that's a look at our starting pitching matchup today. Austin Gomber for Colorado and San Diego sending right-hander Seth Lugo to the mound. Lugo making his Padres debut. Well, speaking of Padres debuts, Xander Bogarts continues to swing a very, very hot bat. Bogarts, the two-run home run yesterday, his first home run as a Padre, the Padres' first home run and lone home run through three games this season. Well, we see more power, more offense here today from the Padres. We're going to find out last night, eight runs on ten hits, and now the Padres going for a series split in San Diego here today. That'll do it for our Eco-Water SoCal Padres pregame show. Jesse Ackler, Tony Quinn, Jr. have the starting lineup's first pitch and the play-by-play coming up. I'll talk to you postgame. You're listening to your home for San Diego Padres baseball, 97.3 The Fan, and the Padres Radio Network.